Welcome to the Cross Sands Christian Centre podcast. Based in the small Welsh village of Cross Sands in Carmarthenshire, we've always been passionate about sharing God's love with our local community. And now, thanks to the podcast, we can share that love even more widely. Wherever you're listening to this podcast in the world, we pray it will be a blessing to you. Sending much love from us and God to you. Thank you for listening. So let me just pray and then I shall share what's on my heart from God today. Dear Father God, we just want to thank you for this time today. We thank you for the the worship already this morning. I thank you. You remind me of all those beautiful harmonies and the way that all the music just ties in together. And it's that reminder of how our, our music, in inverted commas, all plays in together in worshipping you and doing life with you. And I just want to thank you for that reminder. I thank you that you do want us to be a part of your story, your symphony, your, your part of history. And I want to thank you for that. And I just pray now as, as I share what you've laid on my heart to share, I pray that you would give all of us ears to hear from you. As ever, if anything is not needed, let it float into the ether and be forgotten. But help people to hear from you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <sighs> right. So today, the title for today's, it's already on. I'm a step ahead of you. There you go. But thank you for checking. You are now officially on the recording as well. You checking. You can say, hello, podcast audience. No, no I'm just kidding. kidding. Okay. <laughs> the title for today is Choose Joy. So if you've had a really, really good week, you're going to love this. If you've had a really challenging week, you're like, oh no, not again. I hope by the end of today to encourage you that even when you're having those like really challenging moments, that you can choose joy. Uh, as we're going to get to in a little bit, I know it's not always easy. I, know, I understand that. I have a real life example of, you, of that for you. Um, but that is the title for today. And we're going to start, we are actually a little bit all over the place, but we're going to start in Psalm 67. Um, we're going to read it from one, two, three different translations. Um, so we'll start with the NIV, which I know some of you have got. Um, but I, for a little while now, for quite a long time, actually, uh, if anybody ever asked me what I do, like the stuff that I do for my business, like what's your why? Some of you may have come across as a guy called Simon Sinek. He's not a Christian. He's a person in the world. Um, and he has this book called Start With Why. And for a long time, he's been encouraging companies um, people, your, your customers don't care what you do. They care why you do it. Why is it that you do what you do? This has been floating around the internet for a long time. I know I said the word internet. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but if you were to ask me for the longest time, what's your why? And depending upon the context, if I was in a context where it was like a, a God-friendly audience, I would explicitly tell them my why. Sometimes if you're in an environment where you need to sort of co- couch your, your why in sort of like world-friendly language, I wouldn't be this explicit. But my why for a long time has been, I basically want to help Christians be more cheerful and be, be more delightful humans so that we can point people to God's love. Now, I've said that for ages, but it wasn't until last week or the week before where I finally had a verse for this. I'm sure there's probably more than one verse, but this verse is in Psalm 67. It's the opening of Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2, um, because I'm paraphrasing, but what we're going to read in a moment is that your joy or your, your thriving, your being delightful, a delightful human in the world will bring salvation to the nations. And when I came across that, I was like, oh, that's so exciting. That's what I've been saying for ages. Uh, so we're going to start there. This is Psalm 67 verses 1 and 2 from the NIV. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all the nations. This is from the Amplified Version. God be gracious and kind-hearted to us and bless us and make his face shine with favour on us that your way may be known on earth and your salvation and deliverance among 
Lost, missed a word, among all the nations. The message, God, mark us with grace and blessing. Smile, the whole country will see how you work. All the godless nations see how you save. God, let people thank and enjoy you. Let all people thank and enjoy you. Let all far-flung people become happy and shout their happiness because you judge them fair and square. You tend the flower far-flung you tend the far-flung peoples that's hard to say god let people thank and enjoy you let all people thank and enjoy you earth display your exuberance and yes that's more than verse one and two that's about verses three four and five just want to say that um and then finally from the passion translation and we're going to read a little bit more of this bit as well this is god keep us near your mercy fountain and bless us and when you look down on us may your face beam with joy send us out all over the world so that everyone everywhere will discover your ways and know who you are and see your power to save let all the nations burst forth with praise let everyone everywhere love and enjoy you then how glad the nations will be when you are their king they will sing they will shout for you give justice to the people. Now, there are lots of verses in the Bible that talks about every name, every, there's a song, we sing it. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And there's verses in the Bible where that song comes from. We're told throughout the Bible that eventually, ultimately, God will get his way and everybody will be like, yeah, God, you're amazing. But what I love from this verse, and when I first, I heard this in a, a preach over the internet, it's that word again, um, at a church in, in, um, in California, uh, in America. What's really cool, actually, I know that some of you don't like tech as much as I do, but the fact that we can actually hear and interact and be engaged with people all over the world is really exciting. Um, but it was that reminder that when, that we we'll go back to NIV. Oh, uh, where are we? May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. He's, is that reminder? He's smiling on you. I know we talked about that before. When you show up and do life with God and you flourish and thrive with him, you showing up and doing that, other people will come to know God as a result. You might not ever see the fruit of that, but you showing up and doing your life with God, God helping you with a smile on your face and thriving, it will bring salvation to all the nations, salvation among all the nations. I got really excited when I heard that. I was like, yes, I've been banging on about it all week. So then I restarted my podcast uh, on Monday and I'm sure I mentioned it at least once. It just really excited me. And as I shared with you last time, I do believe we are, God is on the brink of another revival, a revival of his love. And actually, this could be how he does it. I know that there are lots of people, and maybe some of you are these people. You haven't got to raise your hand. It's okay. There will be people who came to Jesus at a very dark time in their life. They were at the lowest ebb in their life. They were really struggling, and they cried out to God. And God came to know them, and they came to know Jesus. And that's wonderful doesn't work like that for everybody. I have people who I love very much in my life who've gone through some really difficult times and they still don't want to know anything about God right now. Yeah, it doesn't always work that way. So what if, what if the other way that God is going to bring people to him is going, this is how good I am. I'm actually, I'm going to say this out loud. I'm working with God on some really fun goals in May. I want to be, um, what did he, how did he phrase it? You have to remind me, Holy Spirit, because I've forgotten. A sign and a wonder, thank you Holy Spirit, a sign and a wonder in my household. So at the end of May, I can say to my household, this is how good God is. This is how good God is. And we've gone out for walks in our house, my husband and I, and, he, and when he gets stressed out, I said, don't worry about it. Remember, I told you, I'm doing these really good goals with God. God. And he says, yeah, God's amazing. And I know he said it in a sarcastic tone. And I said, yes, God is amazing. God is amazing. What if you doing life with God 
You get to be, by being that sign and a wonder in your whole household, in those places that you go into, yeah? Because yes, God uses difficult things to bring people to him, but what if the goodness of God is going to bring people to him as well? Because God's amazing. He speaks all the different languages, all the love languages, all the human languages, all the other languages in the world. He loves people so much. There is no, nothing that he won't do, no avenue he won't explore. So can I interrupt you? Of course you can. You've just given, us a, a, given me an amazing revelation because I also sit with two versions of the Bible. Okay. And you were singing to us as you, as in your enthusiasm. Okay. Now the hidden word in the current version of the NIV, I don't know if it says it on Sella? Is Sella. Yeah. Now the NIV will not declare what Sella means. Mm -hmm. The voice says, it says pause, but actually it says uh, Hebrew Sella which literally means to lift up. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if that's true or not, because yeah. nobody's necessarily... But the way you were preaching, speaking just now, yeah. you said something, then the whole tone went up, <laughs> and then the whole tone went up again. Right. <laughs> and I wonder, and it says it's a, literally a, yeah. a musical term, potentially. Yeah. And I just wonder if the whole of Israel is now... You know how in some songs you change key and you go up a key, yeah, and you go up a key again. Yeah, and that's what you were doing as you, you were, as you were as you were speaking. Yeah, cool. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That word seller is one because in one of the translations it actually says. Um, I didn't read it out loud, I skipped over it, yeah. which I shouldn't have done probably now. It says, in the, the Passion Translations, it says, pause in his presence. But you're quite right, I did look at it. In fact, actually looking into that word seller is how we got to Habakkuk, which we're going to get to in a little while. Um, <laughs> so it's, that's fascinating. God's amazing. Um, yeah, no, thank you for that. I've lost where I am on here now. Uh, I just find it exciting. And I was got really excited to think, yeah, there's a verse for that okay however what we're going to explore today um are we going to do that first okay i'm going to give you some more joy related bible verses first and then we're going to explore this idea of it being a choice we're first going to go to 1 thessalonians 5 verses 16 to 18 uh, rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus now that's paul writing to the thessalonian church and if you remember paul he he didn't always have a really easy time. He's the one who talks about how he will find contentment in sort of whether he's been shipwrecked or whether he's in prison, you know. Um, but also the, the thing I've always found really exciting is this idea of pray continually. We talked about this before. Praying isn't having to get down on your knees with your eyes closed or even just... Otherwise, if you're going to pray continually, right, eventually you're going to bump... If, you're going to, if you've got to pray with your eyes closed, you're eventually going to bump into something. And don't, don't, be, don't be praying in the car, if, you know, if you've got to do it with your eyes closed, because that would be really dangerous. But prayer is conversation. I've shared with you before at some point over this year, you know, these little thoughts that pop in your head, more often they're God than they're not. Uh, and like little nudges, and, and, and like I think I shared with you before, some of the stories historically over the, over the years, what I'm forced to recognise is quite often something will happen in day-to-day -day life and then there's like a, a lesson to learn or a thing to get from it. Now, over the years with internet stuff, like blogs and whatever, I've told those stories. It was only like this year sometime when God went, yeah, that was always me giving you stories and me speaking to you through those stories and you share in them and obviously now that I got it I realize it's God and when something happens I now say well what are you saying God and it's much more explicit um, like that story with the little birds a few times ago um, but that's an aside anyway but yeah give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus we're going to go to Psalm 16 
Um, this is verses 5 to 11. And I'm in the NIV for the rest of these. You'll be glad to know. Well, you may, not, may or may not be glad to know, just in case you got the NIV. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. So when he's writing this psalm, just notice, he's had a really good day. That's what it says. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Now, I didn't check beforehand. Maybe you've got it on top of yours. Is this one written by David? I don't. It is. So we know that David didn't always have a delightful inheritance. There were times when he wrote psalms when he was being chased down. There were times when he chased down physically by people, but also times when he wrote psalms when he was being chased down by God because he'd done stuff wrong. But when he's writing this particular psalm, he's having a good day. He says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. And this is the bit. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So yeah, David was having a good day when he penned this one. And you could go, well, it, it is easier to like celebrate and rejoice in everything that God's doing when you're having a good day. We've got to acknowledge that. You know, when, you, when the sun is shining, you're perhaps sat in your back garden, you've just got a barbecue, glass of wine. <sighs> everything feels good. God, you're amazing. Yeah, so we, we can recognise that. We also have to acknowledge, like, he's also, and I haven't got him in front of me, but he penned Psalms when he was having a really hard time. He was still rejoicing in God. And the piece, therefore, the reminder I had through all of this, and I bring to you, and as ever, none of this is new to you. It's just a reminder to store up for the time that you need it. Is the key to this is that your, I wrote it down somewhere and I crossed it out. It's that expression, it's not in my notes now, the joy of the Lord. There's people, some people say there's a difference between joy and happiness. I'm on the fence with this a little bit for the reason I'm about to explain. If you look at the Hebrew in the Bible for happiness and joy, those words are kind of used interchangeably. However, we tend to think of happiness as being a bit sort of flighty and this sort of like related to external stuff. So the sun's shining, I'm having a barbecue, glass of wine, so I'm happy, yeah, versus the joy of the Lord, which somehow is a bit more holy. Actually, and we can, we can explore this again another time. It really is an aside. Joy, happiness, all of that sort of stuff is kind of like interchangeable in the Bible. But regardless of whether you agree with that or not, and we're not going to get hung up on that bit, joy of the Lord. That's how you find, that's how you rejoice in all circumstances. Is God helping you? Uh, and so we're going to turn now to John chapter 15, uh, because this is a reminder of... Yeah, it's a, it's a mentions joy. It's a reminder of how we get there as well. This is John 15, verse 9. We're going to be quite quick today, we're glad to know. I told you you didn't need a toilet break. As the Father, this is Jesus speaking. As the Father has loved me, so, I, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. As an aside, this has just popped in my head. He says, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Does that imply that if Jesus God actually, Dad, I'm not going to do that, he'd stop loving him? Nah, I don't think so. But it was just, it was just a thought that popped in my head. That's a random one, isn't it? It's a relationship, isn't it? Absolutely. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. We've talked before about the yoke. You know, Jesus says, my yoke is light, my burden's not heavy. And actually, there's other times where it talks in the Bible about how you need to keep my commands and stuff. But actually, the command is 
Simple but not easy. It's that one to love. You know, it's not a list of rules. Yes, there are the Ten Commandments. But those Ten Commandments are like ways of... If you can follow these things, you actually do love better. You do life better. Um, but the, the key verse there, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So it all comes back to doing it with Jesus. We are going to go to Habakkuk now, though, because this is the one which I found thanks to that word, seller. I'm not going to read all of Habakkuk chapter 3. It's actually the end bit that I want for, for, for our purposes today. But the, the, the word seller as, is used elsewhere. Because I went off, I, much like yourself, Dad, I, when I saw that word there, I was like, oh, what does that word actually mean? So I Googled it. And it told me that word is only in the Psalms and also in Habakkuk, because this chapter is a, a song. But this is verse 17. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the sheepfold and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my saviour. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. So it's that reminder that these people were going through difficult times and they chose. I will be joyful in God, my saviour. So that verse 17, all this bad stuff's happening. There's no, I mean, we don't, we don't live in a time where we need to worry about fig trees and vines and olive leaves and, and olive crops and all the rest of it. But you might say, even though I burnt my bread, even though my child is being really naughty, even though I dropped my coffee on the floor, even though my leg is hurting again, even though I'm absolutely exhausted, I will be, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my saviour. You can insert your own like pain point in that, at that one, you know. So it's that reminder that it is a choice. I know it's not always an easy choice. I have a little story for you. This is the story of the bluebells the day after my vaccine. I don't think I've told this one to anybody in this room today. That makes a change. You've usually heard this most of my stories at least more than once. There's a rule in our family, and I say our family, I mean with mum and dad. It hasn't actually happened until mum's told you at least three times. Isn't that right, Han? Have I told you this one at the dinner table? <laughs> okay. Well, they've heard the bluebell story, but you haven't heard the bluebell story. Oh, of course, I've told you the bluebell story. I'll tell you. But Hannah was listening. We know who was listening to me over dinner. They was this last weekend? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. They've heard the bluebell story. You can just stop listening for a minute then. Just tell them. I'll let you know. I remember. So the day I tell you this story by way of example of a reminder, because I know that I stand up here and I generally am quite cheerful and happy uh, and I'm younger than almost everybody in the room. And so I know people in the past have said to me that I, you wait till you get old uh, and then you'll really know what it's like to have a hard life. I'm like, OK, do you know what it's like in my house like today? <laughs> it actually doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Um, you know, you'll be having, you might be having a great day one minute or even having a great day and within the next hour something will happen because that's just what life is like. But the bluebell story, so the day after my vaccine, um, I had my vaccine on the Monday night, on the Tuesday, I was just so tired. And I, f I spent Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it wasn't until I got to the Friday, I was like, oh, I feel better, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. It wasn't until I got to the Friday, I appreciated how low and how like, ugh, I felt Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Tuesday was one of those days where everything felt like it was coming at me. And it was just like, oh, and it was, there was a lot of stuff going on and it was just like, oh, so I'm sat on my sofa in my office just feeling like, oh, but it was also one of those days I couldn't really settle either. You know, sometimes when you're feeling like, oh, you can take yourself to bed for a nap or you can like, rest. I was just feeling really like, oh, like this. I couldn't even like relax properly. Like I tried, there's a new 
None of you are Marvel fans, are you? No. There's a new series on um, Disney Plus, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which Michael and Emily have been going, oh, you need to watch it. It's really good. And I thought, yes, the day after my vaccine, when I'm feeling, if I'm feeling poorly, that's what I'm going to watch. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even settle to watch that. I was just like, it's like one of those, like, oh God, come on, this is enough, you know? Um, and then I sat on my sofa and I looked out the window because I'm really nosy. And my, as most of you know, my house overlooks a relatively busy road. And I happened... Oh, you remember the story. There you go. And I, <laughs> they haven't heard it. Shh. <laughs> I happened to notice, because I'm nosy, happened to notice there was a lady in, a, in an electric wheelchair with a person, another lady alongside her, and they, they sort of came along, and then they stopped. And the, the, the lady who was with the lady in the wheelchair sort of stopped and was talking to her and sort of comforting her. And you could tell the lady in the wheelchair was distressed. And I was just watching, really, because I'm nosy. And then I was, so they carried on, and they, but they stayed in this spot. They were just sort of, like, talking. And then she sort of bopped down talking to her, and she wasn't very happy. Um, and then I noticed then that another man came alongside and sort of stood back at a distance. And then I realised that they must live in the house, because the, the house across the road from us is, like, they've got, like... Um, I don't even know exactly who goes there, but they have different people coming in and out who need extra support. So this lady in the wheelchair, sometimes you get people who've just come out of hospital. It's, there's just people who, for whatever reason, can't live on their own at that particular moment. So I realised, oh, they're from there. Okay. So I carried on watching and then this thought popped in my head. Give us some flowers. I was like, what do you mean give us some flowers, God? I haven't got any flowers. Yes, you have in the garden. There's loads of bluebells. I'm like, okay right yeah really but I said but this is back but she might be gone by the time I get back just go and get some bluebells so I went outside to the garden I got a knife and I took some bluebells from my garden and I then I was like saying well do I wrap foil around them or what do I do and I was like just take the bluebells so I went out across the road and I said and then at this point I was like oh they've gone and I looked and they, they started going back towards the building I said excuse me to the man and I said oh these are for these are for the lady for her room to help her smile oh wow thank you so much I said no no not at all and then as I'm walking away a thought popped in my head you're not really meant to pick bluebells I said it's okay they're from my garden I've got loads of them there I didn't like randomly steal them or anything oh no no that's okay thank you very much and she he was and I came back into my office and thought oh I feel so much better now and it was amazing to me like I never actually got a chance to speak to this lady herself at all it was through this other man but I loved the idea then that the bluebells she'd have them in her room and that somebody you know would know that they were th- somebody was thinking of her somebody was was, was caring for her um, but it also made me feel better as well. And so it was that reminder of that, like when we're having a bit of a rough day, that we can ask God, because I didn't, I mean, I didn't explicitly say, dear God, please help me feel a bit, le- bit less miserable and please let me be happy. It wasn't, God's listening all the time, isn't he? And so those little nudges. And so I want to encourage you to, to listen for the nudges and follow the nudges. And sometimes the nudges are going to be a bit weird and random. I fully acknowledge I don't have much of a filter. Um, this was, this was recognised. Have you heard the Tesco trolley story as well? Yeah, I probably have. Okay, so later on that day, either that day or the next day, I think it was, I think it was that later that day. Caitlin and I went over to Tesco because she wanted something. I told the kids about the bluebells, and they were like, "You're mental, Mum. Why did you give her bluebells?" I said, "Well, it made her smile. It was really nice, you know." Oh, but then, but then the, the bluebells will die. They'll have to throw them away at some point. I said, "Yeah, but they'll look pretty in the moment. They'll be really lovely." And they were like, yeah, okay. But they didn't quite get it. So then I went to Tesco with Caitlin. And I'm walking along with Caitlin. And I saw this lady with two little tots. 
And she was struggling to get this trolley out. And my thought popped in my head, help her. But I was with Caitlin. And I'm like, Caitlin thinks that I've like, got no filter anywhere. I was like, well, she'll think I'm a bit bananas. So I kept walking. I said, no, no, you need to help her. So I said, Caitlin, I think you should help her. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So we did. And um, so Caitlin stood there watching the two little girls. We pull in this trolley, pull in, pull in, pull in. Oh, my gosh, it was proper stuck. And she wanted this one because it had two little seats rather than one. And she had two little kids. And so then there's another lady in this car. and must have seen us because she got out. And then she, Poor. so between us, we were not going to give up. I did tell this story before yeah. didn't I in here no. oh just to you guys oh okay oh okay but it was that reminder and the reminder of my afterwards was that actually we we didn't give up there was no way we we're going to pull and pull oh well we can't do it see ya you know we kept going until we found a solution whether that solution was to go and find another trolley that had two seats or to get this thing for we were committed and we got other people were getting involved as well and the reminder that god gave me sometime afterwards is that that's him that's a whisper of how much he will not give up you know i mean we've got the ultimate example of, of jesus dying on the cross there is nothing that god won't do in order to demonstrate his love and to reach out to you and the people that you love and the people out there who don't let yet let who don't yet let him love them there is nothing so those times when we don't give up those times when you see examples of humans doing brilliant things we're made in God's image those are those are whispers of our amazing creator and so I just want to encourage you those times when you're feeling ugh you know listen to the nudges and it because it did it made me feel really like yeah oh but the reason the reason I realized I had no filter was afterwards I said to Caitlin did you think that was a bit bonkers helping her no no it's nice to help her do you think I'm not kind? I said, no, no. I said, but you thought the bluebells thing was weird. Well, yeah, I did think the bluebells thing was weird, but no, it's nice to help people. I was like, okay, fine. So I, like, so I recognised that my filter is a bit different to hers. And she said, yeah, it probably is a bit different, but no, it was nice to help. Um, so some days, some days are easier than others, you know, and, but, but it's always a choice. And I also acknowledge that, you know, those, when you're really feeling really low, it's not even a very easy choice. Sometimes the choice is literally just putting one foot in front of the other and because oh, it's really hard. Yeah, I understand that too. However, we are reminded that um, we've, we've actually got, we've got like super extra inside help. Because I often say it's actually harder for people who don't yet let God love them. They haven't, they're doing this without God. You and I get to do this with God. So we're in Romans 12. We're only going to read verse 2. Um, I'm not going to do all of it this time. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. But it's that phrase, by the renewing of your mind. And these choices, you know, and it's not like a one-time thing. We can make these choices. Sometimes we have to make these choices more than once in the day. It might feel like, okay, I'm choosing again. Okay, God help me, I'm choosing again. Because remember, the message translation of Romans 12 starts with, therefore, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm switching between two different versions there, but it's all the same thing. Therefore, um, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Be renewed by the, by the transforming of your mind. We also have 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, this is the key bit, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We have a choice. I know it's not always easy, but God helping us. We can, those times when those thoughts pop in your head that are not like 
in God-inspired thoughts, when it's you giving yourself a hard time, or when other people give you a bit of a hard time, not everyone's going to get you. You know, the, the, the older I get and the more I do these crazy things and say stuff, the more I realise that not everyone's going to get it. But you can, you can choose to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. That phrase, obedient to Christ, what does that mean? It means his command. And what's his command? Love. So God created your amazing mind. He wired it. He wired your mind to seek out that which you focus on. There was a thought that popped in my head when you were praying, Roger, where you said, as we focus on the difficulties ahead, I was like, no, no, don't focus on those. <laughs> I knew what you meant in your prayer. I wasn't like, but it was that, but the reminder did pop in my mind. It's like if, you're, if I'm holding up this water bottle, if the bottle's over there, I can still see all of you. However, if the bottle, if I'm real, I can just about see you at the periphery, but all I can really see is the water bottle because it's so, so, so close. Your minds are amazing. I know I've shared this with you before and I get really excited about it. But the more that you focus, the things that you focus on, those are the things that your mind will actually literally seek out. You know, it's the reason why <laughs> when I suddenly saw like little birds and God said, was, was that God wink about, oh, that reminds me, you know, two weeks ago where we talked about God winking and you all laughed and the little birds. Have you seen lots of little birds since then? You weren't listening, were you? Well, mum told me that there weren't very many birds and she said that all the birds... There's been more in the last couple of weeks. There you go, you see? So is that because there's actually more birds or is it because you're seeing more because your mind is filtering them in? Who knows? But that's the way... There's more birds, Eleanor. Well, okay, well, but... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But it is the way that your mind is wired. The more that you've... The more the things that you, you... you, you think about and you focus on, your mind will actually help you out as well. There probably are lots more birds. I know it's yeah, springtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. They've been breeding. Have they? Yeah, They've been having baby birds? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've been watching the babies as well. Oh, wow. Oh, well, every... quiet for a while when they're sort of nesting. Yeah. And then suddenly they're all coming. Amazing. So every single time you see a little tiny bird, that's God winking and reminding you that you are loved. Um, But it's true, though. Those things that you focus on, so you can choose joy. And I've written down here, God helping you, but we already said that bit. Um, However, I alluded to this already, but you don't have to play on your own. No, this is the benefit that you have. You have Holy Spirit living inside of you all of the time. I've got two more verses for you, then we're nearly done. Um, So this is Romans chapter 14. Uh, I just need to put my thingy back on. There we go. Romans chapter... No, it's not Romans. Did I say Romans? No, we'll do Romans in a minute. This is John chapter 14. Again, this is Jesus speaking. If you love me, this is verse 15 of uh, John 14. If you love me, keep my commands. Remember what his commands are? Love. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. So those times when like thoughts pop in your head, you're like, okay. And you're not, you know, or or you, you follow a nudge from God and you do stuff. Not everyone's going to get it because actually based on this verse, not everybody really acknowledges him. I mean, everybody has the ability to hear from God because otherwise none of us would ever come to know God. Like if, 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 we, if we only heard from God once we prayed the prayer or like accepted him into our heart or whatever you want to, words you want to use for that part of that journey, then nobody would ever get saved. However, as somebody who loves Jesus, you have Holy Spirit living inside of you all of the time. You don't have to play on your own. And the other verse, which is from Romans 15, is Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him, as you trust in him, sorry, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So how do you choose joy? How do you every day God helping you? By the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to play on your own, which is so exciting to me because we, as humans, we're pretty resourceful. Like God's done a pretty good job of creating us. You know, we can get pretty well on our own, but it's so much more fun and so much more uh, energizing and so much easier when we don't do it on our own. And so, like I say, none of this is new to you. You've heard all of this before, but it's that reminder, that encouragement. And you're not just doing it for you. By you choosing joy, you are bringing salvation to the nations. (sighs) Blows my mind. It's amazing and exciting. And I'm just like, oh. And we do, we already mentioned Jesus and the cross and God doing the hardest thing. So we're going to share communion together in a minute as well. Um, But I just want to, I just hopefully this will have been some encouragement to you. Because I know that there are times when it's hard. But like one of the things that God's been showing me is that the more that I like various times throughout the week, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. And so I've started, actually, you'll reckon, you might appreciate this, Roger. God and I have started singing in like songs, but like in what you'd call gobbledygook. And someone told me that, that, that this, this, there's a whole thing in, in somewhere, Corinthians, about um, speaking in tongues. But there's different ways of actually having that language. So there's a speaking in tongues, and then you have, like, within the corporate church setting, where you also then need someone to translate those tongues. But the other, and I need to read into this more before I share it, because I'm mentioning it as an aside, but this idea of a prayer language, that each of you with Holy Spirit inside of you, those, well, you've, you've probably experienced this, those times when you just don't know what to say, you know, and it's those, those aches and groans in your heart. And am I okay to share what you shared with me before when you were a boy? Roger told me a few weeks ago that when he was a boy, he used to go for a walk with God and he talked to God in like a made up language. You know, that was him talking in his prayer language. When, we, when your heart can't know what to express. And so for me, I do this in the car and I, I recognise actually, the kids have always laughed that when I don't know the words for the song, I'll just sing made up, made up words. And I don't know for sure, but part of me wonders whether actually that was kind of, that was God all along. I don't know. But more consciously now in the car, particularly if I'm feeling a bit like, oh, I've been doing a lot with, with Joshua as well. I'm in the car. I'll stick a song on and I'll be singing the tune, but with like made up words, you know. And it, I remember one specific time a couple of weeks ago where it was really like, oh, at home, the atmosphere was just like, because people were just like, and I'm like, oh, so I went in the car to go and pick the kids up or do whatever. And I was singing like this and I came back. And then they, and it had changed and they'd made a decision on something or they went, but it shifted. I can't even remember specifics, but it shifted. So all of this stuff with Holy Spirit inside of you, you get God doing this with you. You don't have to play on your own. You can choose joy. Sorry, I started off on a whole other preach there. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let's just pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we just want to thank you, God, three in one. I know that you know I don't really get it and it's just amazing to me and but just just thank you. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you for the way that you can you do bring us joy that you want to well, are with us all of the time. And so we do thank you once again, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the plan of salvation. We thank you that you love people so much, humanity so much. There was nothing that you wouldn't do in order to be reunited with us. And I just pray now as we step into this brand new week. I pray that you give us those opportunities to bring to be your love, to bring, bring joy to the people we come into contact with, whatever that looks like within the context of our day-to-day lives. We just thank you that we do get to be a part of your story, that, you know, you could just sort of like zap us, but we're not Rom- uh, Romans, we're not robots. Uh, we, have, we have that free will. You want it to be a choice. You know, you're loving on everybody and you want us to choose to let you love us. And so I just pray now that you would go ahead of us, you're with us all of the time, just, just prepare the way. And as whatever things that people come into contact with this week, whether it be brilliant or not so easy or 
all of the things in between. I just pray that you would give us those nudges, those reminders that, you know, you're there with us all the time, but sometimes we get busy and it's easy just to not quite hear you or to forget. And so I just give us those nudges and those reminders and those, those God winks of your love. And just, just thank you for your love once again this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We do pray it's been a blessing to you. If you have any questions or you need to reach out to anyone for support, please know that you can find us now on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cross Hands Christian Centre. 